0: Why, you stuck-up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf
1: herder!
2: Hello, Herd, and welcome to another episode of our main show. I am your Herd Leader, John Wayne.
3: And I am your Herd Mom, Megan.
2: And if this episode sounds weird, we do apologize. We are recording on our iPad. Oh, um,
3: the singularity is here and is going well, apparently.
2: <laughs> um, if you haven't heard all over Twitter about My ranting and Raven, uh, our computer died last week, which is why we didn't have our Clone Wars episode out. And what it's just been an up and down of all the issues, and essentially it's going to take a week and a half to get fixed. So we're stuck doing this. We've tried multiple different alternatives um, that haven't worked. And this isn't necessarily the best quality uh, in terms of getting you uh, podcast content, but it's the only means that we have right now. Um, I've ordered some stuff that should help with uh, our recording on mobile devices, iPad and whatnot. So uh, hopefully by Friday the quality should improve. Um, but (laughs) we hope to just have our computer back and be back to normal, uh, sometime next week, hopefully by next week's main show, but who knows, Mm -hmm. technology is a double-edged sword. Anyway, hopefully you can put up with that for today's show. I think we've got a really good one, a really interesting one, um, one that we had fun kind of researching for and, and whatnot. So, um, hopefully, yeah, you'll, you'll stick Mm -hmm. around for it. Because uh, it ain't gonna get any better.
3: So. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, sound quality will improve. We will still be trash garbage.
2: <laughs> no, we're amazing. Our our sound quality is terrible. But anyway, <laughs> um, a special feature of today's episode is also going to be that we have some interesting uh, transition music uh, in between the data dump uh, to the main show. Um, we're going to have a song play for you guys that was sent to us by artist Ben Knight. Um, He is a geeky uh, rap artist who has been creating uh, songs for a while, and he reached out to us, sent us a couple of songs. Um, One we're going to share with you on this episode, another we'll share in a couple of weeks, and then in a few weeks, um, he'll actually join us on the show to talk about Uh, some of his geeky content and talks Star Wars (laughs) with us and whatnot. So we're really looking forward to that. In the meantime, you can check him out on Spotify and iTunes and everything. Uh, We've really become a fan of his content um, since he reached out to us. Um, So, yeah, I highly recommend you check him out on there if you're looking for some new songs to add to your library and whatnot. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, Um, other than that, uh, we have... The news for you, uh, and then we get into our main topic of the week. Uh, We talk about scum and villainy um, as much as we can in an Mm. hour, and then we round it all out with some of your questions. So, yeah. Good show ahead of us, I think.
1: Yeah, we got
3: it.
2: Awesome. Now, on to the news.
3: Welcome back. After literally two seconds. (laughs) It's been slightly longer for us. Maybe five. Um, So... As per usual, we have a data dump for you. Um, In gaming news, John, which you're very excited about. Yeah. You like that.
2: I do like the gaming news.
3: I do, too. Um, We know a little bit more about the vehicles coming soon to Battlefront with the Geonosis map. Uh, Just some highlights. Um, The ATTE is resistant to small arms fire, so, you know, it's great against uh, T-Rexes.
2: I see what you did there. I, I, I don't even have a response.
3: Me neither. Um, so, uh, but it's resistant to small arms fire from a distance. Um, attacks that are in close range and aim to the underside of the walker are most effective. And this makes protecting the ATTE a high priority for the clone team. Mm-hmm. Um, the droid stab speeder. And the clone Bark Speeder Uh, will cost 150 battle points and will have powerful abilities and attack, but has very little durability. And this is making Invasion a key factor in using this vehicle.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so basically they're kind of just pumping out uh, teases of information regarding the map update. (laughs) Uh, if the quality just went down a
3: little bit the cat just stepped on the iPad
2: um they're kind of dropping teases of information until the map releases uh and I think we got the most information we'll get last week with uh some of the details of the overall gameplay mm-hmm. but this kind of gives an idea of how the vehicles will function because the vehicles um all of these are new vehicles and so uh that's a big part of the gameplay but um yeah, it's definitely exciting. Uh, you can read the full community transmission um, over on uh, the EA forums uh, if you want all the details, but those are just the big de- big things. They also tell you about uh, their different weapons and abilities um, if you're interested in that. But over overall, it just continues to emphasize they will be vital to the map gameplay, but it will also require that you use them with good strategy, not just, you mm-hmm. know, flying around and doing stuff and not just uh, stomping around in the walker. You know, you actually have to have a, a plan for everything you do, which it, it it's nice that they're really pushing strategy in this mm-hmm. one and, uh, you know, teamwork, the idea of the clones having to guard the, the walker uh, and whatnot.
3: But I like just stomping around in the walker.
2: Yeah, it's fun, but it's not good for getting the objective done.
3: <laughs> but, big stompy feet, John.
2: Yeah. You that's can, a strategy. You can still do it, but you gotta do it strategically.
3: Ugh, disgusting. Um, So that's about it for gaming news. Let's move on to comic book news. Um, so for today, if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, uh, Darth Vader, number 23, and Dr. Afra number 26, come out today. Next week, another addition to the Flight of the Falcon series comes out with Star Wars Adventures number 16 and will feature Poe and Kaz from Resistance. If you're enjoying the Resistance, this could be a great issue for you to pick up. hmm Yeah. Yep. I need to catch up on uh, Star Wars Adventures.
2: Yeah. Um, I'm
3: really interested in that weird droid.
2: <laughs> which one?
3: The one that's like a amalgamation of the different parts. Well that was
2: from well okay, well you'll have to read the tales from slip space stuff though. That's Okay. Uh early Star Wars Adventure stuff. Um, but uh yeah, um Michael Morrissey put on Twitter uh recently that mm-hmm. he's starting to work on the next and final issue of the Flight of the Falcon series that involves Honda, which is exciting. Yeah. Um I called that back when he first started teasing about uh familiar Faces and whatnot. Uh, Mm -hmm. I just kind of took a wild guess that it would be Hondo um, because I thought it would fit with the story they were going for, and sure enough, it was right. So, um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. (laughs) She's (laughs) drooling so much. If we don't acknowledge it, then it's not a problem.
3: (laughs) Snap, dog. Okay, so (laughs) Jin Urso for Buke News, uh, Smuggler's Guide or Snuggler's Guide, depending on if you're me. Uh, is shipping out this week. Uh, Many have already received their copy, but we will be getting ours next Monday at this point. Finally. Finally. At this point, we don't have plans as it stands to do an episode on the topic, but once we get get the book and read through it, we will know for sure if it would be something that we would consider for the future. As of now, our schedule is 90% done for the rest of the year, but that doesn't mean that we can't make spaces for things That are interesting,
2: yeah. So, like, we rearrange stuff to uh invite <coughs> Ben on the show in a few weeks and such. So, there are certain things that aren't solid, certain other things ver- are very solid of what we're yes. working on. Um, there's maybe one or two weeks that are play withable, um, and so it you know, if something really interesting comes from the smuggler's guide, then we will probably uh do a show on it. We were originally going to do uh, Smuggler's Guide alongside Scum and Villainy this week, but I'm kind of glad we didn't get to because there's actually a lot to talk about with um, Scum and Villainy so uh, it'll require uh, Smuggler's Guide to have some good uh, lore and information in there for us to kind of want to uh, sit and talk about it for an hour but, you know, who knows, I mean Star Wars is full of deep lore cuts so yeah, it could happen.
3: So much freaking lore.
2: Now if you if you really are interested in it and want to want it to happen, just let us know on Twitter. I mean, yeah. you know, we're, we're kind of operating on what we think you guys would like and also what we would like to do with other things going on. So if that's something you are, like, dying uh, for us to talk about, then you can let us know that. We, it, yeah. You can let us know that as it relates to Smuggler's Guide or just anything in general. We're, we are yeah. very much open to input and suggestion.
3: Yeah, you want us to do an episode on The Smuggler's Guide, you want us to do an episode on yet yeah, Loud Cats, jeez. Um, you want us to do an episode on, like, I don't know, sand? That's part of Star Wars. No,
2: I'm not touching sand. <laughs> well. It's coarse and rough and it gets everywhere.
3: Well, it's hard to avoid. Um,
2: not really. So, I'm moving on. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'm moving on, to
3: Something very exciting happened this week. Yes. Something very, couple very exciting. A couple Well, a lot of things happened. Excit- well, uh, some exciting things, some <laughs> sad things.
2: Um, <laughs> things happened.
3: Things happened. Um, R.I.P. Stanley.
2: Yeah, he that's... He will
3: be very, very missed.
2: I, I was very shocked by that. Yeah. Uh, I had to go fact-check, because, you know, of course, people every now and then want to kind of joke around about that, so...
3: Yeah. He's died, like, 50 times.
2: Right um when i saw it on twitter i immediately had to go uh verify and was very sad to find that it was accurate yeah um, you know he's definitely a legend and while it's great uh the amount of things we have to be thankful to him for and we'll likely remember him for it's also very sad that
3: mm-hmm. um
2: such a light of a person uh is yeah. no longer with us
3: he's now in the pantheon of you know childhood saints of like yeah. uh Bob Ross, Mr. Rogers, uh Steve Irwin.
2: Fun fact, both uh Mr. Rogers and Stan Lee appeared at the San Diego Salvation Army Croc Center, um throughout its history. Really? Yep. Fancy. They both supported the um the community center and what yeah. the Salvation Army mission was.
3: Well I knew that um Ray and Joan Croc were good friends with Mr. Rogers. Yeah, they were
2: like best friends.
3: So it was like this.
2: Yeah, so on opening day, Mr. Rogers did the uh, speech. Mm -hmm. You know, started, of course, you know, lovely day in the neighborhood. Really cool.
3: If you have children and would like for them to be good people, scrounge up some old uh, Mr. Rogers television show footage and show (laughs) it to them and just cry.
2: I didn't watch Mr. Rogers and I turned out okay. Yeah, I... I, You're cynical. (laughs) I I didn't watch. (laughs) Well, I mean... realistic. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's why I, I watched,
1: should
2: watch Mr. I I didn't watch Sesame Street, I didn't watch Muppets. I didn't watch most kids' shows. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, I was watching Terminator by age five. Like I was watching uh you know, Freddy and Jason and Chucky movies by the time I was like nine. So I mean I was uh I, I kind of skipped over a lot of kids you know, of course I had some kids' shows and mm-hmm. um Definitely cartoons and anime and Star Wars and stuff. But I I did kind of accelerate through to more mature things, and I think yeah. you know. But but anyway, but yeah. I I still have a respect and um, honor for uh, Mr. Rogers and uh, Bob Ross and Steve Irwin. You know, yeah. guys. I didn't necessarily grow up enjoying, you know, but I knew other people did, and I knew what impact they had. So yeah. like, you know.
3: it's. It- such a big part of my childhood that I can remember was coming home and watching first uh I would go to Discovery Kids on back
2: whatever team was a thing that's remember a thing. remember uh yeah. Jet X
3: <laughs> yes I do yeah oh my gosh that's
2: how I watched uh Digimon and Dragon Ball back oh in the man day.
3: um but I watched Zabumafu first with the Krat Brothers and then I watched uh oh, what was Steve Irwin's show called
2: I don't remember. Man plays with animals.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this is a ten-foot crocodile. <laughs> I'm gonna wrestle it. <laughs> I think that's why, like, there's a picture of my brother Josh straddling a ten-foot crocodile holding its mouth <laughs> shut that they found in the lake at the camp that I grew up at. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Nobody knew about that. <laughs> His name was Jeff. The crocodile, <laughs> not my brother.
2: Uh, well, yeah, you said was Jeff. <laughs> Um... Oh, and I knew that because I know your brother.
3: Yeah, like I. But going back to that, so I cannot believe that most of the people that made you know our childhood, well, my childhood, you know, Robert England is still alive for you.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah, and a lot of my heroes lost have been musicians, mostly like Chester Bennington in. Yeah. um, Chris Cornell and such, and, uh, so, you know, when I was growing up, those were, those were people uh, actually more iconic than a lot of actors to me. I didn't really, uh, get into, uh, you know, the, I don't know how to describe it, I, I w- I mean, it was, I knew who they were, but I didn't necessarily, um, favor them mm-hmm. as much as I do now, yeah. you know, um. You know, save for the uh, exceptions like uh, Mark Hamill, you know, mm. and um, Harrison Ford. Oh. oh no! But now Harrison Ford was more because not just Star Wars, but Indiana Jones mm-hmm. and their Jack Ryan films and such like that. So,
1: yeah.
2: um, so all that to say, like a lot of my emotion uh,
0: mm-hmm.
2: in content creators and and entertainers was more focused on musicians mm-hmm. in my childhood.
3: Yeah, I'd say, like, the ones that really get me are the ones that I have strong nostalgia connections yeah. to. Like, when when Leonard Nimoy died,
2: Yeah, I well, just, and ugh. And that was the thing, is like, you know, I got Leonard Nimoy, but um, Robin Williams, I, you know, mm-hmm. I honestly didn't feel much. I, I knew yeah. that was a loss, um, again, because yeah. of who he was to other people, but not... Because of who he was to me. Yeah. And that's just because I didn't grow up enjoying Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. Um, I hated when my babysitter put that on. I, I did not enjoy him, Aladdin. <laughs> um, uh, I just, I didn't enjoy most of uh, Robin Williams' uh, humor. I loved, uh, I believe it was, he was in Good Will Hunting, right?
3: Yeah, he was.
2: Yeah, I liked He's that. He
3: fantastic in that. Um, you prefer, like, his more serious roles.
2: Now, one that always got me, uh, oh, is it? I want to say it's just called Jack or something. It's the one where it's not like the oh, Benjamin Button thing. Yeah, but yeah, yeah.
3: I got it. I like, remember.
2: It, it's it's about a kid
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, whose body ages quicker than his mental ability, and yeah. so he's in elementary school as a full grown adult. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of comedy to movie. it, but there's a lot of uh, tragedy and sadness. And yeah,
3: because he dies at like twenty something in that movie. In,
2: at, at at yeah, in in what would be. Um, 20, but his body, he, he would, he looked like 60 when he graduated college. And that's mm-hmm. how the the movie ends is with him graduating college. And so it's this, you know, beautiful, uh, accomplishment for him. Yeah. Because a lot of people, he, he wanted to go to school. His parents didn't want him to go to school. You know, so if you've learned anything from listening to me talk about what I enjoy, I enjoy tragedies. I enjoy yes. things that make me You're cynical. feel sad, <laughs> uh, f- for some weird reason,
1: yeah.
2: um, and so I love, love that movie, but that was the only thing I could think of when I thought of, you know, losing Robin Williams was yeah. that movie. So. Yeah.
3: Well, I like. I, there's a movie that he did called One Hour Photo.
2: Never heard of it. Was it was a. a, a horror uh, Bicentennial and... Man, I remember. Great movie. Mm-hmm.
3: That was like the first Robin Williams movie I remember.
2: I remember watching it in a Books a Million. Interesting. Yep.
3: I remember watching it on TV, and the scene that really sticks out in my mind is when the lady robot's walking down the street buying fruit, and she's doing the hippie shaking. And oh,
2: I remember nothing about butt. that movie. I just remember <laughs> watching it in books of money. Yeah.
3: Anyway. Anyway, so we have news that's yes. not dead people related. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> well, I mean, it technically is related to a person we believe. Yeah. We, you know, he's a character he's, that's dead. He's dead. But, but we're going back.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um. So... Cassian Andor, show was announced.
2: Mhm. Yay. Yeah. Yay. That was that was a huge surprise. I was uh, I was at work, uh, sitting waiting, uh, to go to a meeting when Star Wars Explained. Well, no, I thought it was Star Wars Explained had open uh, had posted. And I was like, they don't usually do stupid theories like that. So I clicked on it, and it went to StarWars.com instead. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is real. Like, this is actual news. Um, and so, yeah, it was it was a bit of a surprise. Um, Bob Iger uh, is the one who dropped that news. And the sort of synopsis that we have is just that uh, it's a rousing spy thriller uh, that mm-hmm. will explore tales filled with espionage and daring missions to restore hope to a galaxy in the grip of a ruthless empire.
3: Yeah. So...
2: Um, and
3: there's, I, go
2: ahead. No, I, I'm, I'm just... I'm really excited for this because this is a period that I think ca- most capture Star Wars. I think that's why Rogue One is so great. And so seeing more of Cassian and more of that period I think is going to be really great. Oh, yeah. And um, as we will talk about,
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, at the end with one of the questions we asked you guys on Twitter, uh, there's a lot of possible cameos that can mm-hmm. come from this that Fulcrum? gets exciting. So, Which um One? You know, the there's a lot of possibilities for this. Of course, I don't think this is going to be a very long running show. Maybe two or three seasons, depending on how they do it exactly.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, just because it. I mean, it, it it all depends on how far back they go, which yeah. I don't think they'll go too far. Maybe, um, you know, earlier days of me. I I'm I'm imagining like maybe five years earlier
1: mm-hmm.
2: or so. Um,
3: what I'm looking forward to is kind of seeing. Early days of the Empire, like, kind of when this is peak, like, the clones are dying off, propaganda, all that kind of good stuff. Ooh. I love well, seeing no, the propaganda got, So we gotta
2: talk, we'll, we'll we'll have to save this for the actual <laughs> time we've scheduled for this. Yes. But, yeah, like, there's a lot of interesting stuff. So if you want to hear mm-hmm. more about that, just make sure you stay to the end of the show for our Q&A section. Yeah!
3: Alright. Alright. Um, and also... Announced this Tuesday, Pedro Pascal was officially announced to be the Mandalorian himself.
2: Yep, for a John Favreau's show. Uh, oh. This one wasn't as surprising. No. I mean, it, it was just surprising how it was announced more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, this has been kind of widely accepted to be the case for a while, based on some information. Mm-hmm. So uh, this was just more confirmation than anything. Yeah. But uh, I, it was it was oh yeah. I can't remember. It was an it was announced by some news article that interviewed. Yeah. Um,
3: Someone pointed out on Twitter today, I was scrolling through and I saw, like, Star Wars has done something amazing. Like, we in have... General, yes. In general, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> but we have two Latino men-led shows coming out within the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that before. Like, from a particular...
2: Well, well certainly not from from Star Wars per se um, mm-hmm. at least not outside of comic or uh, book content you know uh, most of what we've consumed has always had uh, a white male in lead yeah. I, you know as of recently yes a white female but mm-hmm. you know the more the more diverse that this gets the better it gets because the more representative it gets and so
1: yeah i mean um,
2: i'm excited for for Star Wars to continue to reflect real life a little bit and yeah. we're at, it fun, funnily enough, you know, on that topic we're going to talk about um, representation a little bit later, mm-hmm. um, at, with a certain character, but uh, yeah, yeah, like the representation I- I- is very important, and um, yeah, yeah, it's really great. Uh, I think it's
3: it's very important. I mean, this there's kids all around the world that are going to look and see, you know, people that look like them. On the big screen, mm-hmm. not only, but on the television screen. That's that's really cool.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, and and that's what I love about Star Wars and Disney is that they're proactive in that and wanting everyone possible to be able to find a mirror of themselves or to be able to put themselves in it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, speaking of Stan Lee, there. You know, uh, there's an article where he talks about Spider Man, where you know it was a happy accident that Spider Man was one of the first of his kind uh in popularity mm-hmm. to feature a full mask and, yeah. and and the idea that yeah you know who Peter Parker is, but when it comes to spider man spider man can be anybody under that mask yeah um,
3: and then later on we got miles Morales
2: yeah, we actually did get you know uh, uh, multiracial representation uh, yeah. out of spider man and so
3: which if you're not excited for spider-verse
2: what's wrong with you i am but i'm also uh, it's one of those things where it's like i hope it's not too good that like i i just i don't know if they're gonna go far enough with it um it's one of those things where it's like don't do something that well and then just leave it Mm -hmm. but um yeah you know so but in anyway but uh
3: this is a star wars podcast we've gotten off on so many tangents it's Okay.
2: okay The the people in the microphone are stuck with us, so. (laughs) Good luck getting away from it. All right. Anyway, uh, now on to our main show.
0: '84, and I'm still mad that I paid for it. We got Slave Leia, need I say more? Goodness gracious, outer space is more than just a couple places. Your weak phases are nothing when we got lightsabers. Your captain has no clue, he's at the mercy of the crew. Somehow they sold you on the notion that this is true. That's old school, Star Wars raised the bar. Rather deal with Jar Jar than a Yeratasha Yard, huh? Next generation now homie we just begun Why have a weapon that I'd ever need to set the stun We chopping hands off Known to do the impossible You having a better series is highly illogical Better music, industrial light and magic But when it comes to realism Truthfully you might just have it In fact it's controversial But one thing I know is this You got your fandom, I got mine Maybe we can coexist this Come together as one voice, you'll hear us say, you'll hear us say, we're on a mission to boldly go to a galaxy far, far away, so far Have you seen your boy Anakin? Hayden's emo robot acting had me straight up panicking With clones, droids, and wookies, don't know if you should talk Yoda was a puppet, and are you really defending Ewoks? You can't compare Phenomeness in the same breath as Wrath of Khan And if the Federation can't make peace with the Klingons, then maybe it's time we got along Cisco, Janeway, Archer, Decapit, Khan, Solo, or Kirk All these captains wanted peace, so let's see if we can make it work I know that we can, I know that we can, I know that we can come together, come together. I know that we can, I know that we can, I know that we can come together.
2: cats uh to a minimum in their inclusion uh yeah. yeah she she's just very needy right now, so
3: yeah
2: uh anyway it's but, I have a blanket you know that. you you guys can't deny it, you're really here for the cats anyway, you're just listening us listening to us as a uh, necessary evil you you just want the cat content, but too bad because you're gonna get uh other content content regarding scums and villains and scoundrels. scoundrels and All that good stuff. Um, Soap scum. (laughs) uh, Star Wars is probably, arguably, equally as known for its empires and rebels as it is for scum uh, and scoundrels and that seedy underbelly of the galaxy. Mm -hmm. Um, And so with the recent release of the book Scum and Villainy by uh, Pablo Hidalgo...
3: Which I have here.
2: Yes. uh, We got many stories of these... Underbelly dwellers from the perspective of three generations of the Devo family, which turned out from a m- minor character that appeared in Clone Wars mm-hmm. um, to be this. It, it's a really interesting way to present information. Normally, we get encyclopedias and visual guides, and uh, and, and this is set up more as case files. You mm-hmm. know, um, so it's not just information, but you're getting information through a story. Uh, in most cases, of how they regard evidence and hmm. characters and, uh, you know, surveillance footage. All sorts of cool stuff. It's just a really, really interesting way uh, to do a book. Um, I certainly like it. It, it. it is very similar to Smuggler's Guide and the uh, Book of the Sith and the Jedi Path and the Bounty Hunter's Code, where, you know, in those books it's much more like a journal. You've got actual entries from... Uh, Qui-Gon Jinn, and Darth Bane, and Boba Fett, you know, and so it feels more real while you're getting information of, oh, they did this thing, or they went to that place, or they met that person. Mm-hmm. So, um, I love when Star Wars gets creative in their information sharing. Um, as much as I love the encyclopedias, and the cross-sections, and all that stuff, yeah, um, it's nice when the package is a little different sometimes.
3: Yes, the... What is it? The Complete Visual Dictionary? Yeah, for now. For now. <laughs>
2: they, should just, they should just start putting that in parentheses because they're going to release another one in two years. Like,
3: literally. We just bought Re- another it, one. It
2: really just needs to be that they just release a book with the new information only. like,
3: mm-hmm. you,
2: th- And that's what I love about the uh, film visual um, guides. So, like, the one for The Force Awakens, the one for Rogue One, the one for Solo, the one for... I you know it's just giving you information about those films and what those films add. Uh, as much as I love having all of my information in one place, it's also not convenient to spend 60 bucks every couple of years yeah. for a new edition but that's a soapbox. Um, but if you you know speaking of uh, fun packages of content, uh, if if you like your scum and villainy info delivered via pa- uh, podcast form, then you're in the right place. Hey, Because what we thought we would do is use this topic of scum and villainy as a means to talking about some of those well-known and favorite scoundrels and scum. Uh, we've set up uh, a rule of no bounty hunters for this one. No, we're not saying that they're not scum and villainy. Uh, it's just because we have an episode dedicated to bounty hunters in a few weeks. So we want to... Leave as much as we can for that episode to talk about um, about our favorite uh, bounty hunters and and such. So while we'll not be talking about bounty hunters here, we're not saying they're not scum and villainy. Um, They are, but they're just so special they get their own episode. Eat. Um, So we're sticking to gangsters, pirates, warlords, criminal syndicates, and whatnot. Uh, Basically just as much as we can cover in the next hour. Um, Because, you know, we do have... Things to get to like playing Spyro and Red Dead Redemption and oh
1: my
3: GTA gosh, Five guys, and Halo the Spyro Remastered. <laughs> so it's much stuff. So good.
2: <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, uh, thought what better place to start went uh, than with the OG gangster uh, and leader of the scum uh, from A New Hope. We've heard about him, and Return of the Jedi we finally get to see him. <clears throat> yes. Technically. And, uh, and, and all his slug glory.
3: Yes, I think we need to rename one of our cats Jabba, because she's getting fat.
2: <laughs> yeah, Piglet's getting a little piggy. Um, but <laughs> hey. Smug Slug uh, appears again in the prequels and the Clone Wars, and we get to learn more about him and his species and the gangster enterprise that he is a part of. Uh, and this is, of course, if you haven't guessed it yet, Pizza the Hut. I'm just kidding. Uh, mm, delicious. Baseball's reference there. But uh, Jabba the Hutt, May the actually.
3: Schwartz be with you. <laughs> I
2: love that movie. Um, Jabba the Hutt, uh, or as his mom probably called him on serious occasions only, Jabba Desligic T. I I assume that's how you pronounce it. Bless you. A <laughs> uh, very violent sneeze there. Um, I feel like the title of the Hutt behind everything is yes. just to differentiate them from the other running around the galaxy, apparently. There's apparently just another Jabba out there. Jabba the Human. <laughs> Jabba the Loth Cat. <laughs>
3: Greg the Hutt.
2: Right, it's just like, uh, but anyway, I I mean it's kind of like Attila the Hun yeah. and and such. Yeah, I, I guess they just wanted to make sure, in case another Jabba shows up, this is the Jabba the Hut. But uh, it's whatever.
3: like you know you don't go by John only, you go by John Wayne.
2: Yeah, I, so like, that
3: people know you're you different boy.
2: Yeah, um, and and for anyone that wonders, yeah, that's why I go by uh, John Wayne.
3: And yes, that is his real name.
2: Yeah. My full name is John Wayne Wilcox, but most people forget my last name when they learn my first and middle name. So I started to joke that my first name is John Wayne, last name Wilcox, um, because most people just refer to me as John Wayne, you Mm -hmm. know, uh, in meetings or, uh, at work or with friends, people call when they want my attention, they call John Wayne. Yes. Uh, when they want someone else, they call John. There are Anywhere I go, there's another John. Here in uh, where we work, there's actually uh, four different Johns. So this is a way for people to just identify me uh, easily. Mm-hmm. And, you know.
3: Yeah, it's to the point where people call me Mrs. Wayne.
2: Right, yeah.
3: Which sounds like I'm married to Bruce Wayne.
2: Yeah, so... Um, I'm okay with that. I mean, it doesn't help that I say howdy all the time. I don't say hello. <laughs> I just say howdy. <laughs> I you like... just.
3: I read that joke in Walmart the other night where I picked up a... Oh yeah, and put cowboy out on it and just said, I'm Woody. Howdy, howdy,
2: howdy. Yep. So um, what did you think of Jabba the Hutt as a kid? Like, you know, watching... You know, for <clears throat> for for us, um, grow- well, I assume... I- I'll say for me, mm-hmm. growing up, Return of the Jedi was the first time to see Jabba the Hutt. For some, yeah. growing up me too. with the special editions, you actually do see him in... Uh, in <laughs> A New Hope, in a brief yeah. little scene, which was actually from the original cut, from a deleted scene, yeah, um,
3: where it was just a guy in a costume.
2: <laughs> yes, before Jabba was final, uh, which fun. Yeah, I mean it's it's interesting that was almost Jabba. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, when seeing actual Jabba in all his glory for the first time, what did you kind of think as a kid?
3: Um, well, I had just finished reading a book about Al Capone mm-hmm. when I first saw. You know, <sighs> return of the jedi, and it just he stuck out to me as the quintessential fat, lazy mob boss, mm-hmm. you know, just yeah, very hey yeah <laughs> <laughs> which is sign language for mob boss
2: so apparently. so exactly what they were going for is, yeah. is what you got i i um
3: you can almost like imagine him in a fedora yeah, he was I, yeah,
2: I thought it was really interesting. Um, I remember as a kid being really confused because he was just so briefly talked about before, mostly in just passing of, we owe this to Java, or we gotta go pay off Java, or I was just gonna go see Java, mm-hmm. you know, and to the point that as a kid I was initially taken aback by, wait, the, the, what? He's a big boy. You know, it was one of those examples of a subplot becoming bigger mm-hmm. uh, along the storyline, um, and. It's a concept of having a a, a third-party antagonist in in a story that I wasn't familiar with, so it was very much, like, it was confusing to me as a kid. But um, definitely Luke and the Rancor became one of my favorite sequences. Oh, yeah, Um, definitely. And so... I mean... uh, I always appreciated that. Yeah. yeah, We
3: love Rancors.
2: Rancor the Rancor, our mascot. Yes,
3: and Greg the Stormtrooper on top.
2: Yep, so... Uh, What do you got for us on Jabba the Hutt there? Some I
3: got some secret intel. Oh,
2: yeah. No, I'm, it's not going to be secret anymore. Shh. Don't tell anybody. tell anybody. Yeah.
3: They know what's good for him. I got a cat to sick on you. <laughs> um, So, some intel behind the scenes on Jabba. Uh, he was originally conceptualized by Lucas to be a sultan-like character. Who was feared for his size, power, and status among the commoners, which we kind of see in that weird deleted scene if you've ever seen the original footage Yeah,
2: well in <coughs> um in in reading this comment it I found it very interesting because it made more sense the idea you know the music um mm-hmm. the uh dancers, the you know uh laid out bed kind of like yeah. everything was really built on and yeah. even his palace is very um designed off of that idea so it's Mm -hmm. really interesting how you know it's one of those things where it's like once it's mentioned you're like wow that's really the big inspiration of this like it's in everything
3: yeah and um lucas gave examples like sydney greenstreet from the maltese falcon great movie um and marlon brando as the godfather
2: which Mm -hmm. you've never seen nope but you know of just like (sighs) i get it yeah yeah
3: (laughs) This is a very... I I do a lot of visual things for an audio podcast. Sorry about that. Um, And they were the main inspirations for Java. And once the design was settled on, which was a lot harder than you might think, uh, the hard part became making the actual creature. It took four tons of clay and foam and a large safe being converted into an oven in order to finish the big slug, which took three people to operate Mm-hmm. Wow,
2: chase. Yep, you had one guy on the tail, one guy on the arm and head, and one guy on the other arm and the mm-hmm. mouth, and providing the voiceover PA system. Yes. So.
3: And if you are interested in such things, go back and look at um, the special features for Return of the Jedi.
2: Yeah, you, and you can oh find that God. stuff on YouTube now. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: like the operate the people operating Jabba. The there's a video of people operating the uh, the singer lady in Jabba's palace. Mm-hmm. I don't remember her name.
2: Size noodles.
3: That's it, and it's just it's so cool to see like the naked armatures mm-hmm. and see how they work.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Like I don't know if you've ever seen an armature for Big Bird. Mm-hmm. Uh, also made by the Henson Company. Yep. There you go. Um,
2: the Henson is actually who provided the the guys that worked in the java suit.
3: Mm-hmm. And if you don't, if you've never seen like the Henson Company's influence on Star Wars, just look at um, what's his name, his little monkey guy. That's uh,
2: Salacious Crumb.
3: Salacious Crumb, like in the face, that is so Jim Henson.
2: Mm-hmm. Like it's
3: crazy. That that that's my uh, puppet nerd moment.
2: <laughs> you love your puppets.
3: I do love puppets. I do. I like creepy puppets. Mm-hmm. That might be why I like Five Nights at Freddy's so much. You just love it. Um. So. Uh. And additionally, Jabba's laugh was a combo of humans, hippos, hyenas, and more.
2: I don't get it. I don't, I don't, I don't hear that. But <laughs> just, okay. Oh, oh, oh,
1: oh.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Like with Chewbacca, you can at least hear layers, but with mm-hmm. Jabba, I don't really get that. But. No.
3: Um. So. Jabba was a pretty bad dude, who, whose career for a long time deterred any outside authority such as the Republic. While Jabba ruled Tatooine with a slimy fist, the Huts actually controlled a good bit of space until the Empire came along. Uh, under Jabba's gangster leaderships, such as pirate things such as piracy, assassination, and slavery were standard, which made it questionable that the Republic at one point kept the slug on a list of allies. Um, this was because Java had so much control over the Outer Rim territories and trade routes that they needed the crime lord in their good graces to get the greater enemy of the separatists. Did I read that right? hmm Yes, good. Um, this left the little guys of the planets under the huts with little faith in the republic or politics, however. Uh, the great working relationship would continue to be... A benefit to the Empire until Jabba died shortly before the Empire itself did, a
2: mm-hmm. matter of days, really. Yeah, I mean, you know, it kind of <laughs> all all connected there, so. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, you know, we talked about that on our Clone Wars rewatch um, about our, our about the film, uh, the Clone Wars two thousand eight film and whatnot, because that's basically the plot there. Yeah. Uh, is that the Republic is helping Jabba? Um, that so that he would help them and and it's um it's very real politics in the sense of we're going to overlook these guys to get the bigger guys yeah uh not taking into account how the little fish still cause ripples um but you know the republic on into the empire of course are never really uh politically moral in all senses Mm -hmm. but um uh Jabba was definitely the face of the huts, uh, for us as an audience, but also for much of the galaxy, um, but we learned that Jabba was not the only criminal slug dude operating in the galaxy. Uh it's a family business. Uh Java did serve as the leader of the Hut Grand Council, which was a governing body that operated above the Hut clans and families as the ultimate authority of the business. Uh this consisted consisted of Aruba the Hutt, Gorga the Hut, and uh Marlowe the Hutt and Oruk, the hut. And, as mentioned, Jabba.
3: And also, along with Aruba, there was Jamaica. And, uh, Bermuda, Bahama. Come on, pretty mama. Oh my goodness.
1: I knew that was gonna happen.
3: (laughs) Okay, so. Um, mentioning the other huts, uh, Marlow was arguably the second most influential hut on the council, next to Jabba. And... Was based on, you'll never, you'll never guess. Based in name and performance off of Mar- Marlon Brando's Godfather.
2: Mm-hmm. Are you shocked? Nope.
3: Me neither. If you thought Marlo having hair was weird, then you might be surprised that it's not hair at all. It is a creature called a Shirellian Toops. Yep. <laughs> Can we just appreciate that for a minute? <laughs> okay, I'm done. Uh which allows the vainest of huts to appear to have hair. Yep. Uh Arak's voice and appearance was based on the well known American gangster Edward G. Robinson.
2: Gangster actor.
3: Gangster actor, was, sorry.
2: I, I misread that on Wikipedia and I was like Wait.
3: Hey.
2: Yeah, it is <laughs> <an> actor.
3: Is <laughs> the actor. Um, Not an actual
2: gangster, guys. I'll have to Don't look worries. in
3: to figure out who that is.
2: Uh, yeah, he was really big back in the 40s and 50s, apparently, in film uh, mm-hmm. and whatnot, and so uh, yeah. he was kind of the the gangster actor of that period kind of thing.
3: Yeah. Uh, Gorga was actually created back in 1995 for a comic appearance. Uh, when he appears in the Clone Wars as Jabba's nephew, he is the Hutts accountant, which is a large task considering the Hutts have their own currency system and spend quite frivolously yeah, once you think about it, the huts not only have like their own currency system, they also have their own language. Mhm. That's wow.
2: They really they dominate wherever they are. They make the sure actors. that they own your language, they own your currency, they own you. Mm.
3: Boy. Mhm. Um and they both they spend quite frivolously. Other huts uh, other hots of note
1: are Hotes of note.
3: <laughs> Roda the Hutt, who is the son of Jabba and heir to the Hutt Empire, though we never see him after his recu- the rescue in the Clone Wars. Zero the Hutt, who preferred operating in the core I can't speak. Zero the Hut, who preferred operating in the core of the systems with a base on Coruscant. Uh, Zero was given a voice inspired by Truman Capote, and Zero loved his mama. As we all should.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, Mama the Hut was the grandmother of Jabba, and was based on the character Pearl, a massively obese vampire from the 1998 superhero film Blade. Can I tell you something? Sure. Never seen it.
2: Really? <laughs> I like Blade. I, I I really enjoy all Blades, especially Blade 3, which is arguably most people's least favorite but it was my first ryan reynolds film and Mm. he was the best thing about that movie (laughs) Mm.
3: i do like Ryan. also dracula
2: but uh but yeah anyway but uh yeah really good movie and i mean it it's just what it what it is it's it's just a character that appears that's i I don't know if they're just they're fat from mcdonald's or fat from blood i don't know how vampire
3: fat from blood of people who just left mcdonald's
2: oh Mm, that's the answer
3: Girl, I would eat that McDonald's fry blood. <laughs> like daily. Just dip the fries. Mm.
2: Goodness. I love uh, the fries. <laughs> we still don't know all of what happened to the huts after the death of Jabba. Um, Holo recordings of Jabba's death actually circulated quite a bit and earned Leia the nickname of Hut Slayer. Which is awesome. Um, the clans attempted to suppress this bad publicity, but it did have a big negative effect on them. Um, we know that during the Clone Wars, when the huts were forced to join the Shadow Collective, that Jabba sent his son away for protection. Uh, but we don't know anything that happens after that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it could it could really go either way. Uh, uh, I, one day I'm sure we'll get the story yeah. sorted. Um, because if we know anything in Star Wars, it always comes back. Yeah. But, um, you know... I hope so.
3: I miss Stinky.
2: You could have the headcanon of he did escape and did eventually come back and... Uh, fought for the slug throne, or that <laughs> maybe he was killed by competing slu- uh, huts. The you
3: slimy, know. slimy throne.
2: Yeah. We do know that um, a forgery of Jabba's will was actually made um, that stated he didn't have any heirs, and so some huts did try to take over the empire.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, not the empire empire, <laughs> the, the hut empire. Um, so, there was obviously competing for that, that role, so it could have been that he was, you know, a casualty of that. It could be that he yeah. survived. We don't know yet.
3: Could have gone off and started his own little slug family. Exactly. Given birth to many.
2: Um, speaking of the Shadow Collective, uh, while the Huts had a career and influence that was at its peak before and after the Clone Wars, uh, arguably the greatest hive of scum and villainy during the Clone Wars, uh, was the Shadow Collective, uh, this was a criminal organization that was founded by former Sith Lord Darth Maul. Yes, I said former, because in my opinion... Once he's no longer a Sith Lord. He, yeah, he's he's a Dark Force user, but he's no longer yeah. a Sith because he's no longer part of the Sith Order. Exactly. Uh, you know, when he decided to be a crime boss, I do not think he, you know, deserves to be a Sith Lord anymore. I think, I think he's just Maul at that point. Um, it was founded by Maul and his brother Savage. Uh, by enlisting the services of Mandalorian Death Watch, the Pike Syndicate, the Black Sun, and the Hutts, yeah. the collective was originally formed between sh- uh, shared hatred uh, and enemies between the brothers and the de- uh, the Death Watch, that being Obi Wan and the Jedi and whatnot. Uh, soon, they needed more power and resources, and encouraged uh, the Hutts and Black Sun to join them. Uh, mm-hmm. Both a lead, uh, leading member of the Black Sun and of the Hut Council were killed. Uh, I think the Hut killed was Aruba. Um, okay. The first goal for, was to rule Mandalore uh, and move up from there, but Death Watch's goal was just Mandalore and in uh, leading Death Watch member pre-Vizsla, fun fact, voiced by John Favreau, um, had some misgivings about continuing any further, it led to a lot of infighting that ultimately crippled the Collective. Uh, the Pikes, uh, Black Sun, and the Huts were all retreated, in order to not go down with the ship. Um, during that time, mm-hmm.
3: um, the Black Sun were originally were the, <laughs> the Black Sun were a criminal organization originally created for the Shadows of the Empire book and comic, um, and in canon, the Black Sun was in business from the days of the Republic all the way to the New Republic era. Uh, Although we have seen very little stories involving them. The Pikes were developed by Lucas himself for the Clone Wars show, and are primary pushers of spice in the galaxy. You know, they got cinnamon. (laughs) They got baby spice. (laughs) They got scary spice for the Halloween episodes. Um, They both harvest and distribute by highly illegal means, and are at one point deeply involved with the conspiracy with Dooku. But... I can't know about the details of that yet.
2: No, you cannot. No, I cannot.
3: <laughs> I don't know nothing. I yeah. Just, um...
2: if, yeah. If yeah, if you're finding that we're there's some information here and there not completely fleshed out, it's yes. because Megan's not there yet in the Clone Wars, and yep. and some of what we were talking about deals with that, uh, and some of it isn't necessarily pertinent to the story, but a lot of it's really just good to consume fresh through the show itself, yeah. not through podcasty.
3: Yes, and also, I wanted to say this earlier, but I didn't want to interrupt you. Savage, I believe that is a perfume. Probably. Or a cologne, whatever.
2: Probably. Never mind. Go ahead. Smells like Dathomir. <laughs> um,
3: the smell of death.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so where the Shadow Collective failed, uh, its successor would succeed. Uh, Crimson Dawn was formed after the fall of the Shadow Collective, and its former relationship with the Pikes, Huts, and Black Sun would remain in some way, um, uh, as well as more. Uh, Crimson Dawn had quite the reputation by the time of the Empire as a leading uh, organization uh, with lots of power um, and was highly regarded by other criminals and gangsters. Uh, Whereas with the Shadow Collective, Maul tried to rule his Collective from the front, Uh, This time, he learned to leave that to the experienced crime lord, Dryden Voss. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, Dryden
2: was the face, but Maul pulled the strings. something we don't know until the end of Solo, a Star Wars story, which, by the way, I guess I should have said spoiler alert, but you should have seen the movie already, so don't at me, bro. Um, Just some examples of how sadistic Dryden was. Uh, He was a big collector of things that had a nasty history, uh, and we do see his collection a bit in Solo. And... Something you may not know is that when someone really offends Dryden, he has them preserved in an almost taxidermy-type way, except that they're still alive somehow. Uh, many, if not all, of the creatures, including an Ewok, in his collection are preserved this How way. How did
3: an Ewok get in there?
2: <laughs> How did an Ewok offend a crime lord so much <laughs> that he was like, he, it belongs in my collection He now.
3: had the opinion that you used to have about Ewoks.
2: <laughs> I guess He was so. just like,
3: freaking Ewoks, man.
2: Right. I just want to, like, I want to, did he go and get it from indoor or did, like, Stowaway, or... He
3: just, like, saw the picture a of one story. in the book, and he was like, I hate that, give
2: it. <laughs> there is a story there somehow.
3: This is disgusting, I love it.
2: Um, but yeah, you can, in the Solo Star Wars Story Visual Dictionary, you can read more about some of his artifacts and whatnot. Including a mm-hmm. uh, Mandalorian Rallymaster armor yeah, set. Which... A, a near complete set.
3: Would p- people thought, when, like pictures yeah, from Solo thought. came out like they thought that that was Boba they al- Fett. They also
2: thought a meteor blurring by for point millisecond is uh, the Slave 1. So.
3: No, no, no. <laughs> like people were desperate for Boba Fett Save to be the Slave Save it for one. the
2: sequel, guys. S- yeah. Hopefully. Uh, Ron Howard did say he's up for doing that. Yeah. A-, a lot of people are doing <gasps> titles that are too suggestive. They're saying that it-, it-, it makes it sound like it's happening.
3: What if we get a Bounty Hunter movie?
2: He simply said he would like to. Yeah. Nothing Nothing's confirmed. Nothing's definite. Don't get confused by the titles. He simply said, yeah, I would want to do... Who wouldn't want to make more Star Wars? Uh, and plus...
3: That, that's like a money printing machine. Yeah.
2: Like, so many fans loved Solo. So, uh, we'll see. Maybe he'll be the next show announced as Solo. Um, they were. They did try to do that at one point. Yeah. Anyway... Um, Crimson Dawn had a hedge on the criminal market for quite a while, uh, it seems, at least until Dryden's death, after which we don't know what happened with the organization in the hands of Maul and Dryden's lieutenant, Kira, uh, but because of the Rebels TV show, we know that he eventually got the boot and ended up stranded on planet Malachor. I love the idea that Kira just abandoned him and went and became her own independent crime lord. Maul has
3: had such a rough time. Yeah. Poor baby. Yeah,
2: all he wanted to do was kill Obi-Wan and...
3: You know. (laughs) That's all he wanted.
2: (laughs) Um, That's
1: all, guys.
3: And, and,
2: uh, you know, without much of, uh, without much detail of everything that goes down, even when he gets supposedly his revenge, Obi-Wan still gets the upper hand. And so, you know, he's just, he's a ball of tragedy. Ball of tragedy. What?
3: Do I need to earmuff it while you talk more about? No, I, that all,
2: all I was gonna say is like, mm-hmm. no matter how close he thinks he's getting to his goal of,
3: mm-hmm. you know,
2: punishing Obi Wan for taking his legs, dude, which was kind of a
3: yeah, dude climbed out of a pit
2: because he was so like ticked of off. No, that you that you that that you get that from <laughs> that picture that you really like. It's
3: my head. That's cannon, not John. what happened. It's my head cannon. The
2: the the disposal, dumped him in a pot, they took that pot to a junk planet, and that's where he ended up.
3: Oh, <laughs> trash baby. Yeah. Oh, So, no. I mean,
2: kind of hashtag spoilers, but, I mean, like, that's how it happens. Poor
3: that, baby. like, that,
2: you know, basically he goes out with the trash. Uh, so, yes, he is a ball of tragedy.
3: I can identify with that,
2: too. <laughs> oh, can't we all? Oh, um, sweet
3: little garbage baby mall. Hashtag you know, garbage
2: baby. Ob- obviously, you're not... Through all of that, you haven't even come close to getting to that per, uh, period no. in the Clone Wars show. But you know enough because of Solo. You know there was e- explanations that needed to happen. So you mm-hmm. you know enough at this point to know of Maul as a crime lord in his career after you know being cut in half. Yeah, uh, which I mean, come back, kid. Much. <laughs> uh, so what what do you what do you think of Maul as a crime lord?
3: I just like seeing more Darth Maul. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm happy for him. You know, and just like that he's the definition of pull yourself up by your bootstraps. <laughs> I mean, uh,
2: non-existent bootstraps. <laughs>
3: <laughs> your robot leg straps. There you go. Oh. P-
2: pull up by your uh, kinda, robot leg wires. I
3: kind of wish he had kept the spider legs cuz those were cool.
2: Yeah, I I liked those. I like I mean, you know, uh, I thought that was really cool. I I liked the Grievous kind yeah. of legs, too. Skittle, skittle. Um, but ultimately what works better to make him seem less maniacal and more functional, uh, the the more humanoid uh, legs do work better, I think. Yeah. Um, if you
3: could choose to have the lower half of any droid, if you're, it, like, freak accident, you get severed in half. Mm-hmm. Mir- miraculously still alive. What? Whose legs? Whose legs you want, boy? I'd choose the, uh... The spy droids. They're just,
2: like... <laughs> <I> <laughs> the wub, just... wub legs. <laughs> wub wub wub, 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 wub. <laughs> Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> wub wub wub. Uh, in that case, I'm going with an at <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: draw it, please. Someone I'm calling artists, please draw it. Oh, just my like goodness. you on giant legs.
2: You're married to one. Uh it, but anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah, I mean I wa it was a bit different at first just because you know, and again, that's why I had to come up with the rational rationalization of he's not a Sith anymore. He's not Darth Maul, he's just Maul. He's operating on his own, so at first, when I'm thinking, wait, a Sith is doing this. This is a bit, eh. you know, and it's not actually too different from what Sidious and Dooku uh, do in order to create the the Confederacy of Independent Systems and mm-hmm. jumpstart the the Clone Wars, except they're doing it from a much more political stance. Where Maul's doing it from a much more gritty uh, underworld perspective. Yeah, um, and I think by the time of Crimson Dawn, he gets it right for the most part but again i think it my headcanon is that it's stolen from him by kira who leads him on malachor Mm -hmm. um but we you know that's a story we're still as of yet waiting to hear yeah um anyway so now that we have talked about organizations and clans and groups of scum and uh what about individual scoundrels and baddies Uh, we have a couple of those too um, though our first ones come in a pair of sorts, uh, we, we know who the real scum of the relationship is, and that's Dr. Yep. Cornelius Evazon. That is his first name, if you did not know, and if you yes. still don't know who that is. Pig boy. Yeah, it's the guy, well, <laughs> eh, kind of. Um, it's the guy that's wanted on 12 system that harasses Luke in A New Hope. I'm wanted on is,
3: 12 systems. Yeah.
2: Uh, who has become <laughs> very prevalent like, yeah. in Star Wars storytelling as of lately. uh
3: uh-huh. I'm happy for it, because I love his story.
2: Oh gosh, yeah, he's probably got the craziest. Like, whereas every everybody else does pretty bad illegal, you know, immoral stuff, he just he's just
3: yeah, dude was making like human droids.
2: Yeah, <laughs> um, so uh, Doctor Avazon, also known as Rufu, uh, which was his alias for a while, um, but also sadistically entitled the mul- uh, the m- goodness first mutilator, the mutilator. I wanted to say mutilator, the mutilator of Milvane. Um, his Aqualish partner uh, was the muscle of the operation after, um, after he saved Evzon from a bounty hunter that scarred his face. His face doesn't actually supposed to look like that. It's, mm-hmm. it's from um, an attack on his life. And since uh, Ponda Baba uh, saved him, the two began a lifelong, uh, bloody career. Uh, it began for Evzon back on the planet... Uh, Al-Sakan.
3: which I read as Alaska. I had,
2: that's why I had to pronounce it so carefully, because I, I kept typing Alaskan. <laughs> uh, like, and, of course, document...
3: Can he see uh, Russia from his house? <laughs> I can uh, see Corellia from my house.
2: Word kept wanting to correct me as I was <laughs> doing that. Like, no, you mean that. No, I don't mean that. Um, uh in the settlement of Ponsora. The doctor had a promising career until he went mad, uh, which happens to doctors more than you would think. Um, and Evzon began operating on patients without the use of droids, so that he could be more creative. This involved horrific rearranging and scarring of hundreds of his patients, uh, rearranging limbs and putting things in places they shouldn't be, and just all kinds of, I do it because I can stuff, and...
3: You need a nose on your forehead, (laughs) you'll smell better.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, after... Uh, After being saved by Baba, as mentioned earlier, the two made a career as thugs and smugglers for Jabba for a while and amassed a bounty and a death sentence uh, on 12 systems. The pair uh, were inexplicably tied to the righteous lawman Tam Pulsa, who swore to hunt down the two. Tam was a bounty hunter who appeared in Rogue One briefly and was given much more backstory in the visual guide that boosted him to being a huge fan-favorite character, which could be what led him to coming into... Star Wars stories, uh, particularly uh, Dr. Aphra comics, um, in, in recent uh, months. Uh, Tam was actually lovers and partnered with one of Evzon's victims, Kacen Pog, who he met while hunting for Evzon on Jeddah. A lot of people give a lot of credit to Afra for being an LGBTQ character. Nobody wants to mention Tam, and I'm upset about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tam is also an LGBTQ character and was actually revealed to be so before Afra, i do believe so yes. it's one of those things it's like you know if you're gonna i just get frustrated when people want to bolster a particular character a particular individual for being uh you, you know such such an iconic representation for people and that is great that that person in particular is representative of a people group but there was also sometimes other characters who Get drowned out and yeah, I get you. So it's kind of frustrating. Yeah, I um, guess it's
3: because you know, Afra is a main character.
2: Yeah, but it it's just you know, I mean, I don't know. I I really I I really like Tam. I really um, like his story, and so I just felt like it was a little unjust for such a great character to yeah. kind of be overshadowed uh, a little bit, and something that was very progressive and uh, very representative mm-hmm. and everything. It's just I get yeah, you. I don't know. Either way, but that's just, that's just, uh, me. Um, Bog was later killed, uh, and this left Tam very unstable, um, uh, but he never gave up his hunt for Evazan. Uh, you could read Tam's stories, uh, in the Afro comics, which is highly recommended, we talk about that a lot, that's, Dr. Afra and Darth Vader are some of my favorite ones, um, and actually if you get into it now, Dr. Evazon is in the most recent issues, so I do really recommend reading the Afra comics. Mm-hmm. Get 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 on Comicsology, get them for like one ninety nine a piece. It's so worth it. It's so great. And don't, if
3: you have an Amazon account, you can do it through that.
2: Yeah, don't miss the Doctor Afra Annual Two, which is amazing. Mostly because it has nothing to do with Afra. <laughs> uh, it has to do with my favorite Star Wars couple in the galaxy, uh, a couple of uh, big game hunters who. I, yeah, it like. It's a dude and his Trandoshan wife, <gasps> and it's amazing. <laughs> uh, so please do not miss out on the, the beauty that is uh, Dr. Afro um, Would
3: you still love me if I was Trandoshan?
2: Probably, yeah. Sick. <laughs> um, I'd have a tail. boop boop doop boop boop But back to Amazon, uh, who is still on the loose, by the way, with Pond Baba. Um, I mean, not a spoiler per se, but that's part of uh, the most recent Afro comics. I'm not going to tell you how. you got to go read that for yourself. Because it's great and read sadistic and crazy. And there's twists and turns and hoopla. So <laughs> go check it out. Hoopla! Evzon um, is actually uh, credited for creating a group of mutilated cyborg slaves known as <sighs> the Decraniated. <sighs> uh, he probably even came up with the name.
3: They, Looking at the pictures in the visual guide are just... Oh my gosh! Yeah,
2: so if you don't know... What the decrani decraniated are, um, they actually appear in both Rogue One and Solo, um, and they were created by Doctor Evazon And actually, Tam's lover uh, Bog was a prototype of that, yeah. um, and so very unsettling. Essentially, when you get it <laughs> just above the bridge of the nose. Uh, es- essentially, the upper part of the person's head is completely taken off and yeah. replaced with a CPU. Essentially,
1: yeah.
2: um, hence and the name yeah so uh we do know that on jeddah uh Ev- was creating these by using um dead victims of insurgencies, so Saw Gerrera's, uh terrorist group um yeah. you know they would attack a place and there would be you know collateral damage and Evazon would just scoop up the dead people and use them, mm-hmm. but we don't no- necessarily know how we got all of. Uh, the people that he used, most mm. were probably unwilling participants. A
3: lot of Birkin Hare business going on.
2: Um, he actually uh, began that uh, for Dryden when he was a part of Crimson Dawn very briefly. Um, and so that is why the did appear with Dryden on his yacht in Solo A Star Wars Story. Mm. Um,
3: um, like I said, just very unsettling when you understand exactly what happened to these yeah. people.
2: Um, and you do read a little bit about that in the, um, in the Rogue One Visual Dictionary. Yeah. Um, you know, these are things that are greatly expounded upon in these books and whatnot. Um, What you we're know,
3: saying here is, read a book, people.
2: Yeah, basically. Go ahead and get this <laughs> stuff. That's where most of this comes from, yeah. um, is the various books that we, uh, have and, and research through, and obviously Wikipedia and everything, but yeah before the visual dictionary, I thought that I thought they were just droids that were meant to look more human, you know, I just I thought so too. I thought that they were a next progress a, a very high model of yeah. protocol droids yeah. um, but they're actually people or yeah, they were um so arguably Evazon is probably the most sadistic and hor- horrifying and just bad guy just because like he's not doing it for you know. Gangster business. He's not doing it for imperial business. He's doing it just just, because he wants to. Yeah. He he's just utterly sadistic.
3: Let me adjust my glasses here and say you know they spent so much time wondering if they could. They didn't uh, ask if. Shut up, Jeff Goldblum. (laughs) (laughs) But I love him. (laughs) Uh,
2: Yeah, it's just um, I was really surprised how much he came forward in storytelling for Star Wars recently um but i'm you know as much as i hate the details of all that he's doing i also love the storytelling because it's so
3: it's fascinating
2: it's so different it's so crazy and and it only it it works very well because it's happening alongside afra which is yeah a character who is very she's very star warsy but also she's very extra like if if any character could get away with most crazy concepts, it's yes. Afra, and so having a sadistic villain like character of mm-hmm. Evazan alongside her, I think is what makes it work more than anything. Oh, yeah,
3: and I think like, Ugh, how perfect would it be if we get like a hol- a Halloween special ish, or just a scary story where, you know, the decraniated mm-hmm. turn on the their creator and, and I, I would be cool.
2: Yeah. If Kevin Scott's listening he can use that for the, uh, next year's uh
3: Get Halloween on it, Kevin
2: Star Wars Adventures.
3: We love you. Please
2: oh, yeah. please you, do thank more. Thank you things. for Tales of Vader Kevin. Thank
3: you so yeah. much. We love you so much.
2: Um please Yeah, be so you know, I have to kinda give the award for most scummy villain <laughs> probably <laughs> to to Evazon. And yeah because I don't think anyone we're going to cover is as bad as he is. Just because...
3: Like, not even bounty hunters.
2: Yeah, because, I, I mean, he's just... He's not affiliated. He's just a mad scientist who does what he wants.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh And, you know, he's just... He's wreaked a lot of havoc. And, arguably, he's been buried under all of the other uh, scum and villainy. You mm-hmm. know, and all their gangsters and crimes and all this... You know, while all that's happening, he's doing his own thing, you yep. know, in the back alley in his uh, you know, space van.
3: Uh, there's a story in one of the books where he permanently attaches a clown nose to somebody. Now he smells funny.
2: Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway. you um, welcome. <laughs> we have a little bit of time. Any last minute uh, scum and villainy characters you want to mention?
3: Because we can't get into Bounty Hunters. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, just because that's going to take a whole show in and of itself. Yeah. Um, we will talk about Hondo in our Clone Wars rewatch episode this mm-hmm. Friday.
3: But we just know that we love Hondo.
2: Yeah. Um, he, he's a great character. Uh, and so... Um, we just... I mean... It... it it, it, it involves itself with the episodes of the Clone Wars that we're talking about on Friday and everything. So kinda like with yeah. the bounty hunters, we want to give it its due justice and save it for that. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean, um yeah. you know, lots of lots of great characters that we don't quite get into that um are a little more minor and whatnot, but you can definitely read about all of them, uh plus what we talked about, uh and the new book by Pablo Hidalgo, Scum and Villainy.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: go check it out. Um, I don't remember how much we paid for it. I think like 24 bucks. Something
1: like
3: that.
2: Uh, at Barnes & Noble. You can probably get it cheaper on Amazon um, and get it in a few days. So uh, definitely consider checking that out and, and getting mm-hmm.
3: that. Maybe available on Audible. I don't know.
2: I doubt it. It's such a visual book.
3: Yeah.
2: I mean, you c- now, uh, Women of the Galaxy was actually an ebook, So you could probably... Uh, find uh yeah. scum and villainy in, in that regard as well. Read it on your iPad or such.
3: So go e read it.
2: Yeah. Um but yeah, so hopefully you enjoyed that. Uh if we didn't talk about um some scum villainy that uh you particularly love because you're sadistic, uh let us know. Um hit us up with that on Twitter or Facebook, wherever you you find us, uh MySpace, whatever. Um but yeah, let us know who you've always liked or appreciated or found interesting or if we didn't mention yeah. something of someone in particular let us know if you're going to talk about Darth Maul and Shadow Collective and all that just be mindful of spoilers because again Megan has not seen those episodes of the Clone Wars. Yes. So out, I, of, out of respect.
3: Yeah, And I appreciate Rebecca warning me about her Rebels rewatch posts on Twitter. Yeah. The. Like, uh, I, I appreciate you so the, much.
2: The <laughs> uh, 10 year and counting spoiler alert. Yeah. For you, yeah, it's really been ten years. It's crazy, yeah. anyway, moving on to some cues that we got a's for
3: now, you asked us some cues, or we asked you some cues you gave us your A's so uh on Twitter, we asked you guys who is a character that you are hoping that will appear in the recently announced Cassian andor show uh Emery Geddes said k two s o yeah. Which, I'm like, I I hope so, too. Yeah.
2: We didn't really get much response on this one. Um, the next one is uh, was actually a little bit more popular. But um, yeah. regardless of who answered, it was all over social media about best guesses and yeah. hopes and dreams for appearances. Like I said, there's so many. Now, you mentioned something earlier that really gets me yeah. thinking. Uh, he's not... He's a bit older than the character would be. But Tamora Morrison could possibly he play could Rex. Yeah. Or <laughs> just some uh, rough old clone that the Empire kicked to the side. Like, he could just appear one in one episode yeah. of, you know...
3: Oh, oh you're one of those
2: clones I've heard oh, about. Oh,
3: man. Can you imagine if we got a clone?
2: That'd be really cool. I would oh. love to see an... Imperial-era clone. Same. That would be so cool. Uh, of course, other ones I really, really hope for are um, General Merrick uh, and his uh, blonde mustache of wonder. Um, <laughs> Admiral Raddus, I would love to get a cameo. I'm mm. pretty sure we're going to see Mon Mothma. Probably. Um, I would love to see Ahsoka up here because we do know that Ahsoka was involved in fulcrum as was cassian yeah so uh it'd be really cool f- for a first live action appearance um oh, if ashley came on and portrayed so even just for yeah. one simple scene doesn't need to be much but uh-huh. i would love to see ahsoka in live action even
3: just like seeing a figure in a
2: robe yeah so- just I mean, like and something. have it
3: confirmed as ahsoka i'd be fine with that
2: yeah It'd be it'd be nice yeah. down there. I mean, the thing is, again, depending on how many seasons they go, we can probably count the number of, you know, big appearances. They pro- yeah. they probably have one each season where it's like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, did you see who showed up on Cassie and Andor show?
1: Yeah.
2: Um, which I- I'm almost certain K two going to be there. Yeah. Uh, people saying that Absolutely. they want K two and Cassie and to meet. They've already yeah. done that story. Go read the comics. Um, <laughs> But regardless, you can't get one without the other, in my opinion. Yeah. So I do think, uh, I I, I think there's going to be missions he's yeah. can, he he can't take him on. But I think we're going to get plenty of K2. Yeah,
3: I hope so. I love Alan Tudyk.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: It has to be Alan Tudyk, though. Well, duh. Has to be. I will beat down the doors of Disney and just be like, no.
2: So long as he doesn't come Shut in. Up. This Shut up! The show will last for 13 episodes.
3: <laughs> I'm going to punch you in the mouth.
2: I'm a leaf on the wind with a hole in my chest. Okay, what's
3: something I can throw at you? Nothing. The batteries. <laughs> there you go. Brace
2: for impact. Uh, anyway.
3: I'm a leaf on the um, wind. Watch as i like soar.
2: And die. Uh, yeah, we didn't really get much on that, but obviously there's a lot of characters that could appear. By my um, pretty
3: floral bonnet, I will end you. <laughs> uh,
2: what, what's our next cue?
3: Our next cue. uh we asked you guys, what is your favorite scammy boy, uh underworld villain character? Not in that particular way, but <laughs> uh Echo said well, Echo CT 1409, our favorite clone, said Hondo Anaka. Uh-uh. Huh? Uh-uh. One of my favorite clones. I like Echo.
2: Yeah, I mean you do.
3: You do. Eh. <laughs> I eh. like. I like I like a lot eh. of clones. I like gree, I like Rex. I like uh, I like most of the
2: I like ones I like are... Rex, I like Wolf. Um, Wolf was good. I like fives. Echo, eh, he's alright. Mm. Um Oh my gosh. Uh anyway, you'll get there. I'll get
3: there. <laughs> I don't like the tone of your voice. Uh Ethan said Darth Maul, which I agree.
2: Yeah, um, I was surprised, I, I was glad somebody decided to go different with that, and obviously we talked about Darth Maul, because mm-hmm. uh, he and the Shadow Collective do have a big part in the scum and villainy of the galaxy, but I, w- I really didn't think most people would think of Darth Maul, um, yeah. but yeah, I, I thought that was a good answer.
3: Um, Michael Johnson said Boba Fett. Corellian mm-hmm. um, Graffiti said Bosk, which
2: mm-hmm. is
3: another great one. Um, and Anthony, aka Roll Farm Boy, said DJ. Who was yeah. the character in uh, The Last Jedi.
1: Yep.
3: Who, I, for what we saw of that character, I thought he was great. I,
2: I yeah. loved it. Yeah, I, I love the, the what he represented in mm-hmm. the story, you know, DJ, don't join. His yeah. idea of both guys are bad, why not, why pick sides? Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. in a regard, he's kind of right, you know. yeah. So
3: I was he, really expecting him to be a good guy at the end. But oh, no. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, I... I'm too
3: optimistic.
2: Yeah. Um, I kind of saw that coming anyway. Uh, especially after he did something nice by giving Rose back her necklace and everything. I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, he's going to betray them.
3: Yeah, you're going to be a terrible, terrible person.
2: Yeah. So, uh, and... But I love in the end where um, he's like... Uh, I, I I'm paraphrasing... I haven't seen the Last Jedi in like a week, so forgive me. But uh,
3: <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, a week!
2: <laughs> uh, Finn says something like, "You know, you're gonna regret that," or, or, or something like that. Uh, and it, the the point is, you know, DJ walks away saying, "Maybe." Yeah. Like he he's just like, "Okay, sure."
1: Yeah.
3: But
2: I'm I, I guarantee I'm saving my neck right now. So yeah. Like that was that was his point. But yeah.
3: And as yeah. someone who used to speak with a stutter. I appreciate when characters have a good stutter.
2: <laughs> well, and what I found interesting is when they talk about that, yeah. you know, they're like, you know, he, he's a guy that finds flaws to exploit in system, and he himself has a flaw in his stutter. Yeah. So it's kind of like a... Yeah. It's, it's a piece of his character, so... Yeah. I—I yeah, I, Altogether, DJ, yeah. not very good character. They did
3: not have speech therapists in space.
2: Apparently not.
3: Shout out to Miss Allie good. My speech therapist from elementary school.
2: There you go. She was great. Good thing she didn't have a name that was terrible for stuttering people, though. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I
3: tried. (laughs) Like Mr. Markson. Ugh. Um. What about you, What's Who's your favorite? Who's, Who's your favorite scummy boy? Um... Someone kind of stole your Bounty Hunter answer. Yeah, if
2: I'm not going to mention Bounty Hunters as in, you know, with Boba Fett or anything. If I'm going to keep more to kind of like what we talked about today. If I'm talking about favorite as in I enjoy when they show up and I want them to show up more. Mm -hmm. It's kind Mm of... It's kind of close between Evazan and Jabba. I kind of lean more towards Jabba. Just because for me, he's very... He's quintessential scum and villainy. He's he's kind of... Just the underbelly. He, you know, he's the face of that.
3: He's got a lot of belly. So. You know,
2: you got the Jedi with Luke. You got the Empire with Vader, and then you got Jabba for the underworld. And mm-hmm. so I feel like he's just so, so tied to that that it. Yeah. I, I appreciate him so much. Now with Evazan, it's just kind of this horrific curiosity more than anything. I think.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Man should have thought of this. <laughs> but you know what? I'll go ahead and say DJ cuz I really I really liked the way his story was told. Mhm. What we saw of it in the last Jedi. Um I mean just a great character in general. Yeah. I want to see him get his comeuppance.
2: Yeah. I, there's definitely room for him to show up again yeah. at some point.
3: And that's the thing I love about like hating or loving Bad guys is, you want to see them get their comeuppance.
2: In some instances.
3: Yeah, like, do you want to see Boba Fett just, you know, sitting at the bottom of Sarlacc pit, twiddling his thumbs and be like, "Well, hmm, my life could have gone better."
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, not really.
3: Yeah.
2: I I mean I, it's one of those things where it depends. I mean, it like Doctor Evazon, Yeah, I want to see him get his comeuppance. Yes. Um,
3: Hopefully, by his. Terrible, terrible experience. Experiments, yeah.
2: but there, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of bad guys that
3: you love to hate, or you hate to love. I don't
2: know. It, it what's well, more of a, you don't really regard what they're doing as that bad, kind of <laughs> stuff, you know.
3: You just kill, like fifty people. You're fine.
2: Right. <laughs> there's people who have killed more people. Uh, I and it's hard to explain, but you know, there's just certain characters that you're just like, I'm not really looking for them to get comeuppance, you know. I kind of just want them to die in glory. You know, I don't really want yeah. them to pay for it. Um, yeah. and then there's characters I want to pay for it, like Kylo Ren. I I I want him to spend the rest of his life in prison or die. I
3: acknowledge <laughs> your ap- and I appreciate your honesty and I acknowledge your answer. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that's as non-committal as I can get,
2: because I'm not going to argue with you on this. Well, no, I'm not arguing. I'm just saying, saying, like, for me, me, the way I see it, those are the two directions Kylo's story could go. Either he pays for it or he dies. Uh, I kind of want him to pay for it because I want it to be not so turn the page of Darth Vader's story where, you know, he's just redeemed in the end and dies and doesn't really pay for it, you know? Yeah, okay, Force Ghost Anakin's dealing with the, the guilt for the rest of eternity, yeah. But yeah. I, mm. I want actual consequences.
3: There was a gorgeous piece of art that I saw recently where it was um, Anakin basically just like... Not face palming, but like sobbing in the corner watching his grandson doing all this stuff. It was mm. like... Ah.
2: Man. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Okay. Um, Rebecca on Twitter asked, you get to contribute one story element to episode nine. What would it be?
2: What would it be? You go first. Me? Yeah. Oh,
3: wow. Um, well... (laughs) (laughs) Usually I take the time while you're answering to think about my answer, but do.
2: I don't want to influence
3: you. (laughs) (laughs) I know what yours is gonna be, because you just, like, explained it. Um, I want to see... That's not all of it. I want to see Force Ghosts more. I want to see um... Kind of I want to see Rey getting angry with you know how the Jedi used to be. I want to see like her yelling in the face of Luke or something just being like, You guys created the Sith, and I want you to know that this wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for what you guys had done
1: mm-hmm.
3: like i want I want someone to acknowledge the fact that the Jedi were not all that they were crafted to be. They were corrupt and they were imperfect.
2: I mean, Luke kind of did in the Last Jedi. Yeah. And everybody called him a depressed hermit for it and said he was out of character. Yeah. <laughs> but if Ray does it, everybody will love it. I'm sure. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but I, I do get you on the Force Ghost. I do want more. Yeah. Obviously, we know Luke's coming back. So <laughs>
3: I want Ray to drop kick Jedi uh, Yoda into the next <laughs>
2: century. <laughs> <laughs> Except she just runs into the wall. You suck. <laughs> Uh, kick the baby. <laughs> um, we
3: don't play that game in this house. I, I
2: do, I want, I want Anakin. Like, if, if we're going yeah. Force Ghost, I want Anakin. Um, I would, I would just, I would love that. And, just like and you I see, feel like he has to.
3: You see a ghostly boot coming out of nowhere and a hit,
2: uh, him, <laughs> <laughs> hit, Knock hit Kylo
3: him. in the side of the head, just like,
2: Grandpa, what? <laughs> yeah. Um,
3: Ugh. Someone said we were talking to someone the other day, and they said that they didn't like Adam Driver, and I oh, was yeah. <laughs> I was offended.
2: <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess like I, I everyone it. has their opinions. Um, but like, I didn't like him at first, honestly. I, mostly I, because I didn't know who the heck he was until The Force Awakens.
3: Yeah, and I I I had watched you know a couple episodes of Girls, and so I knew of him, but
2: yeah. Um, Honestly, I didn't like him as much until the last Jedi. Like mm-hmm. I I liked the idea of Kylo more than Kylo and then in The Last Jedi what they, you know, with Ryan Johnson's directing and Adam doing more.
1: Yeah. Now,
2: the thing is, I go back to The Force Awakens and I see what I didn't see there before because I was just kind of blinded by this is the next Darth Vader.
3: This is pretty boy.
2: But <laughs> you know, I see what I see what I couldn't see before, but it took The Last Jedi and his performance there Mm-hmm. and the complexity of the character that he's portraying to be just front and center for me to be like,
1: yeah.
2: wow, this guy is talented, he's amazing. Uh, and then, of course, you know, SNL showed me he's hilarious.
3: Oh my gosh, he is so funny. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my goodness.
3: <laughs> I destroyed them. <laughs> I stomped them under my boots. <laughs> like, that. if that ain't Kylo Ren.
2: I, I love... You know, I was kind of hoping for more Matt, the radar technician, but I love oh my uh, gosh. the old guy character in the most recent one, um, for sure.
3: Yeah, uh,
2: Adam Driver. Adam Driver is just a treasure. Uh, he's he's wonderful. He's, he's, one he's po-
3: America's sweetheart.
2: May uh, unpopular I say? opinion. I like him, and I like Ben and Kylo more than I like Ray.
3: That's fine. That's your opinion.
2: Like, I, it's difficult because I it's one of those things where it's like, it's why a lot of people I think like. Ahsoka so much more than most characters in the Clone Wars is because He's the, well because the Clone Wars is built for her and around her mostly. Um, you know it, it's not necessarily centered on one character, but it you you when you count who gets the most benefit out of the Clone Wars, it's Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. So now that said, with the sequel trilogy so far. Adam Driver's performances and Ben Solo's character and Kylo's character have just budded so much more, yeah,
3: in my I opinion. Like, I it, think in the first film, he was sort of finding himself.
2: Right. Arguably, in The Last Jedi, it's so much about him. Mm-hmm. No, you know, people are going to light me on fire on Twitter. And <laughs> <just> gonna, now, <laughs> Please uh, don't light again, him on again, fire. It's, I it's, like him. He's not the main character, but... Obviously, a lot of emphasis is put on him. And that's actually part of his tragedy. is So much emphasis was put on his potential of, Mm -hmm. you're a Skywalker. Yeah. So it's just continuing his tragedy.
3: Oh boy, a parallel. What? (laughs) If you think about it, like, so much of the weight that has been put on Kylo is people knowing his family, Mm -hmm. people knowing who he is, where he came from, and he wanted to throw all that away. Mm hmm. Meanwhile, you get Ray, who has... She didn't want to know at first, you know, who her parents were, but she grew to kind of have this delusion of grandeur of, my parents are coming back. I need to know who they are. I need to know all of
2: this stuff. Yeah. I need to be a part of something. For, for her, her all of her po- positive value is in her family, whereas with Kylo, all of his negative value mm-hmm. is in his family. So, yeah, oh, a lot dang. of parallel. And, Getting uh, deep, dog. And again, we've talked before about a lot of pressure was put on Anakin because he's the chosen one he's supposed to be so powerful yeah. and blah blah blah. And yeah. Kylo, he's not necessarily being regarded as the chosen one, but he's got a lot of pressure on your, you know, the heir of Darth Vader. You're, a soldier. Or you're the you're, you're Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, and honestly, he's more like his his father than his mother. And in some mm-hmm. regards, just saying, anyway, uh this is not the, the Kylo show, although I, could we be. could we could clearly talk about it him could a while. Be.
3: I'd be down with it. Um, Adam Driver, please come on our there show. There was another
2: episode we spent a long time on uh, Kylo as well.
3: Because he's a good character.
2: Um, Rebecca actually stole some of my answer um, let
1: me get this
2: cat. in uh, her answer. i um, talking about a coup uh, appearing in um, episode 9. Uh, and I do agree that I don't think Hux is going to let Kylo just take over. No. Um, and I do think that he's going to kind of lead the charge in uh, usurping him, and I, I really want a bad guy to be the one that kills Kylo, mm-hmm. uh, if he if he dies. Um, Which you hope so. Yeah, I don't want Rey to be sullied by killing him. I don't want her to, you know, because again, Luke did not kill his father. You know that that's the big emphasis. They saved them. But they didn't kill the bad guy. That was what everybody else wanted them to do. Yeah. Obi-Wan and Yoda wanted Luke to kill his father. Luke did not want to do that. Luke didn't want to save his father in that way. And I don't, I think it needs to be the same for Rey. I don't think she needs to kill Kylo. Yeah.
3: And th- if she does, she needs to do it. With tears in her eyes, dead gummit. <laughs>
2: um, I think it needs to be a night of Wren or something like that. Uh, but.
3: Ooh, what if it's Hux?
2: I don't want it to be Hux. I don't want him to have the pleasure. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't deserve it. But
3: He's I, a whiny baby.
2: I want it to be Carrie Russell, the leader of the Knights of Wren, uh, when she deems that he is... responsibly. Huh, I'm just saying!
3: Speculate responsibly. Don't get into it. It's
2: happening. It's going to happen.
3: I'm going to stick a sticker on your forehead <laughs> that says, did not speculate responsibly, and I'm going to throw you to the wolves. Uh,
2: anyway, but yeah, that's mine, is that uh, similar, that... Uh, he's stabbed in the back by someone he used to trust. And, uh, I, again, I've always shared that m- my my hope is in the tragedy of it. That, you know, he...
3: Have you ever heard the tragedy of John Wayne?
2: <laughs> he just um, loves
3: it so much that he just eats sad soup every morning? <laughs>
2: sad soup. Sad soup is most soup, in my opinion.
3: Oh. <laughs> it's winter.
2: Um. Uh, yeah, like... You know, I really want it to be that, you know, he he it gets to the end, he's conflicted the whole time and he finally decides, hey, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to go be with Ray. I want to go be happy. I want to go to the light side. I want to repent of my sin.
3: I want to have a lot of And then he gets stabbed babies. in the heart, you know. Yep.
2: Uh I want it to be that he was trying to do the right thing at the last minute and mm. got killed for it. You Tragedy.
3: You are just like the Nietzsche of this podcast, yeah. Jeez Louise!
2: Uh, just, like I said, the, o- the only alternative is that he goes to prison or something or what. I, you know, I if he does live, I do want consequences. But more than likely, I imagine he's going to die. I just don't want it to be in the very typical sense mm. uh, that we've gotten in the hero's journey before and whatnot. I, I don't guess. want it to be a repeat of a Vader kind of thing where he's it's some self-sacrificing way. I just, you know.
1: Yeah, hey, I, just, I want it to
2: be as simple as, no, you can't leave. You can't go to the light side. I'm going to destroy you. And Carrie Russell does it, Do or it. an unnamed uh, uh, me, knight of Ren. Let
3: me find the speculate responsibly sticker. You know, just slap it just on your forehead.
2: Uh, Kylo fighting David Moynihan and Matt Smith and kills David? them and huh? David Moynihan. <laughs> That's what he said.
3: You you said, it's Dominic Moynihan.
2: Oh. <laughs> I was like, I, I know what I said. The Hobbit, not it the pepper guy. <laughs> Dominic Monaghan and Max Ma- Smith.
3: Sorry, oh mind. my
2: gosh, Megan. <laughs> Goodness gracious, you grammar police. On that note, I'm moving on to announcements. Voice. I'm leaving you. Announcement I'm Come leaving mind. not I'm leaving I'm going to the oh announcements mind. and leaving you. I'm not leaving you, leaving you. Don't leave me. There's no escape. I
3: caught up.
2: Um resistance is futile. <laughs> uh announcements so that's our Q q a um remember that you can send us some cues uh hit us up on twitter and facebook if you have any questions it could be star wars related it could be about our favorite color eh, whatever yeah um, hit us up with questions um and as always be on the lookout for our questions for you um we always enjoy getting your perspectives on those and sometimes you know in this instance they tend to line up yeah. so there you go um anyway but next week Uh, is our episode on droidography it's another uh recent book release uh this time all about droids and that's what our podcast is going to be about all uh next week on the main show we're going to talk about our favorite droids which there are quite a few and just any interesting things that come from the droidography book um expect a lot of talk of ig88 and roger um roger roger that's on the 21st next week uh, and then the next week, on the 28th, we'll be doing part two of our look at Women of the Galaxy. This time we'll be looking at the villainous women in particular. Um, and we still actually have a couple more episode ideas for Women of the Galaxy, because there's just so many that we still want to talk about um, with particular themes and, and whatnot. So lots of Women of the Galaxy content to come, but on the 28th, look out for here, uh, Women of the Galaxy's Villains Edition. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The following week is all about Bounty (laughs) Hunters on December 5th. As mentioned... Two weeks of bad guys. Yeah, that's why we didn't talk about it here is because pretty soon um, we're going to be talking about it on our main show because we're going to be uh, watching uh, Bounty Hunter episodes of the Clone Wars, so it all kind of ties together as as we're introduced to Cad Bane, yes. Uh, on the twelfth we 'll have a special guest, Ben Knight, joining us as mentioned. Um, he was in our transition from the news to the show uh and so if you liked that tune, uh if you like that song as much as we did, go check out his other content um you know a great way to support him is uh check him out on iTunes, Spotify, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. come back in a couple weeks we'll have another song from him and then come back in another couple of weeks when he'll be on the show yeah on, uh, so December you'll get to know. 12th. good. Yeah, we're going to just have some fun getting to know him, talking about his (laughs) uh, geeky history and uh, influence and all that good stuff. Talk some Star Wars-y things, too. Uh, Soon, on Patreon, we'll be releasing our exclusive show, Ten Things We Love About... Dot, dot, dot. Ten Things I Hate Um,
3: About
2: You. uh, The episode that will be about... it, you know, Disappointingly, it'll not be about three dots, but it will be about The Phantom Menace. Um, So we'll be running down a list of ten things we love about The Phantom Menace... Um, If you want it, uh, if you want that show, then consider going to our Patreon, supporting us there. The episode is available for only a dollar a month, so um, feel free to uh, check it out. Uh, Consider supporting us with a monthly gift, and you get that extra goodie. Um, You also get to support the making of the show in general, um, and you're also sending our cats to college. Uh, Tend
3: her to college!
2: So we'll be eternally grateful to you for your support. Um, any way you can give like I said a dollar a month gets you that show and plus uh, all we normally do and things we'll do in the future live streams and all that good stuff Um, it's safe to say uh, that coming uh, soon we'll get more into um, content for Patreon Uh, right now the main thing for Patreon exclusives is the 10 things we love about series Um, if you want to know kind of what that'll be like you can go... You can find our uh, older episode. We did one for the main show as kind of a preview, uh, so you would see what it was like. Um, Ten things we love about the 2003 Clone Wars series. Mm-hmm. So if you want to kind of get an idea of what you're paying a dollar a month for, if you choose to do that, then check it out. Um, and so, yeah. Uh, that'll be out there for you. Um as I mentioned, we've got other ideas for Patreon, and it's all made possible by your generous support. So please consider uh, doing that. It, a little can go a long way. Let's just uh, let's just say that. Um, and so yeah, so that's also just our schedule for the next few weeks. Like I said, we've got it ninety percent planned. <laughs> so um, that's most of what you're going to get. Um, we're also going to have a sh- uh, episode about Boba Fett, and we're going to have an episode on. Uh, Beasts and Aliens, and we're going to have an episode on uh, Star Wars Inspirations, just all kinds of goodies, guys, just good stuff in the pipes, so if you want to make sure that you're notified when it drops, make sure on the social medias that you turn on notifications for it, or make sure that you subscribe and turn on notifications on Apple Podcasts and iTunes and whatnot, it'll let you know when we post a new episode, Um, if you do uh, interact with us on Facebook make sure that you rate and review us there um, that helps us get some visibility and, and what not and helps the herd grow <laughs> so there you go hopefully you enjoyed our episode today uh, about scum and villainy it seems weird to enjoy scum and villainy but Star Wars makes it happen um, and you know again if we missed anybody uh, that you particularly like hit us up on Twitter with that let us know uh, and then yeah yeah.
3: that's about it that's our about children it. are yelling for food
2: yeah so. we don't we don't feed our cats until after the podcast yeah <laughs> um, just because the loud noises of heathen cats eating is just something we didn't think you guys would want to hear so uh, yeah they're a little they're a little with that but anyway I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it hope you have a good rest of your week look forward to seeing well we won't see you you're a microphone to us but I still
1: uh, love unless you. you send
2: us a video uh, you you could do that um which speaking of actually uh wasn't gonna do it gonna do it Surprise! It's not on the script, but um, so rural farm boy sent us a MP four. Um, just kind of, uh, chatting with us, answering some of our questions, and and kind of just giving us a good little encouragement, uh, and whatnot. Yes. Um, and so if you guys would like something that you could do is if you want to record a sixty second or less um, audio file and send that to us, uh, just saying hi, answering a question, asking a question, yes. whatever it is. Um, you know, uh, just send it to us at nerdherdercast@outlook.com at um, and it could end up on the show, on the main show, um, and so, yeah, mm-hmm. so, uh, if you'd like to send that kind of little message, feel free to do so, we'd love to include it, um, we'd love to include you, uh, we'd love to, for a change, hear you, um, yeah. you know, you're, you're, you're listening to us, let us listen to you, but only for 60 seconds or less, because audio <laughs> editing
3: Yeah, I mean, it's weird to think that people listen to us, and...
2: Who are you, people? Who are you? (laughs) Sorry. Um, Yeah, we want to get to know you guys. Uh, We obviously have our usual interactions um, through social media and whatnot, but some of you guys we don't get to interact with, and we would love to. So, Mm -hmm. get on the social medias with us, guys. Come on, get out of the stone age. Get into the age of Twitter and Facebook and MySpace. Uh, Not MySpace. We're not actually on MySpace. There's going to be that one weird person that's going to believe me and go to MySpace. We're not on MySpace. (laughs)
3: My only friend is Tom. (laughs)
2: Um,
3: In front of his whiteboard.
2: Check us out. And like I said, if you want to send us an audio message, make sure you do that. Make sure it's mp3 or mp4 so that we can actually include it. And make sure it's just 60 seconds or less so it is easier for us to include. Mm -hmm. Um, But we'd love to hear from you. Um, But yeah. So that be that. Nerdherdercast at Outlook.com. Uh, Send us some emails, um, and yeah, Yeah. finally it. Oh, and yeah, we look forward to seeing you guys Friday. I I said it again, we're not going to see you. We're not going to see you. We're looking at a microphone right now. We are going to talk at a microphone and imagine all of your beautiful faces, as we talk about The Clone Wars. Um, The episode that was supposed to release last week will be released this week, uh, where we talk about the Dooku Captured arc and the Meridim Peace arc, so... Good stuff. Four episodes to talk about. We're looking forward to actually getting it done this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we got it done last time. It just disappeared. So, we, li- <laughs> we look forward to getting it done and actually sharing it with you. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So, in the meantime, until we return on Friday, uh, make sure you guys have an awesome week. Uh, make sure you stay scruffy. As always, I've been your herd leader, John Wayne.
3: And I have been your herd, Mom Megan.
2: And may the Force be with you.
3: Bye!